Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Filling in for Billiard today, you got me, Jody Mack, here on CBS Sports Radio. On a Thursday get-together... And, man, we got a lot to sink our teeth into today. Uh, college football, looking for Jim Harbaugh's head on a platter. Week 9 in the NFL. I may give a test at some point today to you guys to see if you could name the starting quarterbacks that are going to get the nod come Sunday. Tonight, starting tonight, Thursday into Sunday into Monday. There are some guys that don't have a whole hell of a lot of experience that are going to be under center for teams in the NFL this week. Uh, Big trade in the NBA with James Harden going west from Philadelphia. Clippers' sons, Harden, last night lost a home game, road game. Uh, Same building that they played their home games, but it was a Laker home game last night. So they lost uh, the first of the several battles of L.A. they have every single year. But Clipper fans will tell you, oh, but we didn't have Harden yet. Good luck with James Harden. I got a lot, lot, lot to help you break down in the NBA start of the season and with the big deal. It's made. almost never. You never see a deal this magnitude the first week of the NBA season, but that's exactly what we've got. Uh, the passing of one of the greats of all time in his sport. That would be college basketball coach Bobby Knight. Uh, so we'll look back at uh, the Bobby Knight's. History, legacy, both good and bad in college basketball. But first and foremost is we wrapped up a baseball season last night. And I'm kind of bummed. Not by the fact that the Texas Rangers won. I'm a big Bruce Bochy fan. Um, He's one of my favorite managers. Shoot, when he decided to walk away from the Giants a couple of years ago, anytime there was an opening over the couple of years that, uh, and I saw an interview with uh, uh, Boats last night, and uh, right after the game on the field, and they talked about the general manager putting the call and say, hey, would you like to come? Chris Young, uh, a guy that uh, he knew, the general manager of the Texas Rangers, said, well, I was just sitting on the porch in a recliner, and that's what Bochy was doing. He was just waiting for the right opportunity. And he believed it was the Texas Rangers when they came a-calling this past off season. And, man, did that prove to turn out to be exactly right handicapping by Bochy on what he had, what he could do with the Texas Rangers as they win their first ever World Series championship as an expansion team back in the 60s. The Rangers had made it to the World Series before, actually pretty damn close a couple times a decade ago, but never got over the hump. They did last night win uh, in five games, 5 nothing last night. 
and a couple of notes right off the top for the World Series. Number one, again, one of the things I'm bummed about, because you know how big a baseball fan I am. My father was in the game for, <laughs> count them, 60-some-odd years uh, on many different levels with several different teams. Uh, so I grew up as a massive baseball fan and still, still am today as uh, I've been now following the game for 50 years. This was a bounce-back year for Major League Baseball. They rightfully put some new rules in place that picked up not only the pace of the game, but changed the way the game was played uh, by uh, the biggest rule change during this offseason. So much was made of the pitch clock and the adjustment the pitchers and batters had to make because you've got to get in the box, too, and be ready to engage with the pitchers. Yeah, it, it, it took some getting used to, like more than half a season for a lot of guys. But the biggest rule change, and I think in practicality, it didn't play as much as it showed up in the statistics, was the fact that you could only throw over the first base two times. And because of that, you threw over a third time. You either had to pick the guy off or he was allowed to walk down to second base. You know how often that happened this year? Almost never. So basically it was you got two tossovers and then that's it. It I think in the mindset of Major League Baseball teams, managers, coaches, the guys who make the calls, certainly in the players who are given green lights and allowed to steal, the increase in stolen bases this year was off the charts huge. And I just think it made for a more exciting game and a more uh, edge-of-your-seat type game. I did like the fact that it was a quicker game that uh, you just had to get on the mound and throw. You weren't looking at three-hour-plus, nine-inning baseball games. So it was shown by an increase in attendance, big biggest year-over-year increase in attendance that they've had in decades in Major League Baseball. They put out a report that said their streaming numbers were off the, off the charts, increases all over the place. Uh, I never got a uh, inside info or was able to see anybody uh, do the research and find out how just the general broadcast numbers were, but I guarantee you they were up. Maybe not a lot, maybe not as much as streaming, which Major League Baseball rang their own bell on that one. But coming into the World Series, I predicted the World Series ratings would actually be up too. Now, they're up from bad numbers to begin with. They weren't going to be up like National Football League numbers. Nothing is up. Everything in television broadcasting these days is down. Just because modern technology has taken us where they've taken us and you have so many other options to spend your downtime, you just don't sit in front of the boob tube the way you used to. So I'm not saying, oh, my God, the highest rated show. No, I didn't think that was going to be the case. But I thought they were going to be fine and up in comparison to the most previous years we've had. The numbers aren't out yet, but we'll get them. And I'm going to tell you right now, they won't be near as good as I thought they would be. I bragged here on the air that they would be. I thought that people were understating the size of the markets of the teams in this uh, World Series. Dallas is a pretty good market. Now, I know Dallas a little bit. I talked to a Dallas guy this morning, as a matter of fact, but it was about the Dallas Cowboys. And it's a football town first, always has been, always will be. But they got in behind their ranges and backed them this year, new stadium. There is a specific excitement in the Metroplex for their baseball team, as well as should be, because now they're champions. 
And Phoenix is one of the more sprawling but heavily uh, populated areas in the country. So it wasn't like Milwaukee was in a World Series where you have just a small market. You know it's going to take away because you don't put those Buffalo numbers up with your team playing in the World Series. But the thing that moves the needle more than anything else in ratings is the competitiveness on the field. And that the fact the Rangers took this down in five games is going to end up hurting the ratings. So that's what I'm bummed out about. I thought it would be after you play two league championship series, Arizona against Philadelphia goes to seven games. Arizona down three to two. A guy like Mad Dog Russo steps out and says, no way the Arizona Diamondbacks are winning two games in a row. And he makes bold statements, hot takes to that effect and is paying the price for it. They go into Philadelphia and beat the Phillies two straight and end up in the World Series. Great drama. Great drama in the NLCS. Over in the ALCS, the home team couldn't win a game. The road team, the Texas Rangers, the Houston Astros, by virtue of winning the division on the last game of the season. And, oh, by the way, the Rangers had to lose the last day of the season to hand it to the Astros, and they did that. Uh, Because of that, Houston was getting four of the seven home games in the ALCS. Games one and game two, and then three in the middle in uh, Arlington, and then two more back in Houston. And the road team won every single game. Same exact thing that happened with the Astros a couple of years ago when the Rangers won the World Series. Uh, the Rangers, the uh, Nationals won the World Series in the same fashion. Yeah, home field advantage in baseball just ain't what it was cracked up to be. And, you know, I'm a Philly guy, so the crowds at Citizens Bank Park last off season, this off season. Off the charts, this isn't just the Philly thing. National pundits were saying, toughest place to play on the planet for a road team in Major League Baseball, Philadelphia. The Arizona Diamondbacks went in and won the last two games to advance to the World Series. So home field advantage in baseball just doesn't cut it the way it does in some other sports. To go from a 102 loss season just two years ago, Texas Rangers lost 102 games, 60-102 and 102 just two years ago. Last year, they only win 68 games. It is the largest improvement, the most losses in the previous season to then go on and win the World Series in the history of Major League Baseball. That's one of the questions I'll ask you guys today. Uh, Whenever I fill in for Billy R. Shoot, whenever I'm here on CBS Sports Radio, uh, uh, wherever they they call me in off the bench for it. You know me on the weekends, Mr. Saturday night, Mr. Sunday evening with you here. I like to talk to you guys. We've got a good guest who's going to join us a little later on the show. Uh, Ty Dune, uh, GoLongTD.com, NFL writer and podcaster. Um, and like I said... <laughs> I got no idea what's going to happen in week nine in the National Football League because there are quarterback injuries everywhere. Quarterback changes in some places. It is the key position, and we've got key questions as we reach basically the midway point of the NFL season. Uh, So we're going to do a little football as far as our one guest goes a little bit later. But whenever I come on, I give you guys the chance to be heard. I like uh, just talking to J- John Q. Public, so you should have the telephone number, 855-212-4227. When I hop in, I open it up for you guys. I want to give you a chance to get your opinions out there on a national platform, and that's what we have here on CBS Sports Radio. Um, is this a good thing? 
for Major League Baseball to have the ability to, in a two-year span, go from a 102-loss team to just a 68-win team to winning their first-ever World Series. I'm good with it. Some people don't like that. And I've been doing this for a long time, sneaking up on, on 40 years of sports talk radio. And there, I've talked to very smart people, media members, front office personnel, players, managers, coaches. And the opinions truly vary in this. Just talking about, in generalities, their sport and what's best for their sport. And, of course, I talk to a lot of you guys, a lot of fans, and you have varying opinions as too. What's best when you have the unquestioned hunted and the unquestioned hunters, that you have championship-level teams that are there every single year, they win multiple titles, they pull on the villain mask, everybody hates them, green jealousy of why can't we be them, they're there every single year, or balance. Some people use the word parody to describe it, I think that's with a negative connotation, it is what it is, Uh, but parody means... You're only one or two years, one or two key moves, one or two key additions from going from the bottom, boom, right up to the top. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because this is a primetime example of it, a team that made a massive move with a couple of very key moves, yes, but also some guys just stepping up for the Rangers coming through their system and the like. Which is better? Is it better that we take down the Goliath on a year-in, year-out basis when a team that's been uh, up there every single year in the mix, having dynasty-like tendencies, and then they get dethroned? Or is the team coming out of nowhere? A team that nobody thought had a chance to be as good as they proved to be. And, yeah, I want to see the people outside of the state of Texas, the Lone Star State, that picked the Texas Rangers to win the World Series this year. I know I sure as hell didn't. So uh, uh, just a general opinion about what the Rangers championship win means to the way we look at the upcoming, uh, this current baseball season we just finished, the next baseball season going forward from here. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing that the Rangers found a way to massively improve the way that they had? And, yeah, let me give a tip of the cap to the manager of the Texas Rangers. Like I said, I've interviewed Bruce Bochy um, many a times over the years. Uh, I, I've gone to the track with his brother. His brother, uh, who's a scout and has worked with teams that Bruce has managed for many of the years. When Bruce retired, he retired. I don't think he jumped back in this year with the Rangers. He just uh, happily retired and didn't have to worry about it. Ironically enough, he had moved to Florida uh, for retirement purposes, Uh, moved moved from Florida to Texas for retirement purposes. His brother did. And then sure enough, he takes the job in Texas. So maybe that had something to do with Bruce Bochy saying yes to the Rangers and take the job because he knew his brother could come to his games, didn't live that far outside of Arlington. I'm just a huge fan of him as a manager, and for him to do what he did, uh, first with the Padres, then the Giants, first manager ever in the history of baseball to take three separate teams to the World Series, and he gets the Rangers there in his first year as skipper, and they cash all the chips. 
man. And if you don't think he was a key part of it, one other note, and then I'll get the phones open for the first time. Like I said, we're going to jump around. We're going to do all sports. But when we crown a champion in one sport, that's going to be the lead conversation. The Rangers winning the World Series uh, last night 5 nothing, and taking the World Series in five games over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Here's one more thing I need to get out there. For those of you who are uh, either overly opinionated and and wrong um, or just a hot take artist. As we've gone through these playoffs, I do shows here on CBS Sports Radio. I do them on Philadelphia's WIP. Uh, maybe it's uh, this is more of a Philly thing than anything else. I got a lot of the Arizona Diamondbacks won because they play old school baseball. They're base runners. They're guys who aren't afraid to bunt. They play for one run at a time. They move runners along. And that's the only way. I love that. Only way you can win in Major League Baseball. Eh, wrong. The Phillies can't win because they're too reliant on the home run. It's either boom or bust. They either hit it out of the park or they got no chance. Eh, wrong. The Phillies on the way. Beat the Atlanta Braves, who are the most boomer bust team in the uh, Major League Baseball this year. More home runs hit in one season than any other team. And somehow the Phillies were able to beat. So the Phillies were a station to station, just do the little thing, right thing to beat the Braves. But then they turned into this home run hitting monster that couldn't do anything else but hit home runs. No. The Texas Rangers hit a lot of home runs this year. Hit a lot of home runs in the postseason. Hit a lot of home runs in the World Series. And shockingly, they now have the championship. How did they do that? You have to be able to do the little things to win in baseball. No, of course not. But people will overreact and overstate certain things when certain games go certain ways. Here's what wins. You want you want a hot take, and this is about as tepid as it can get, because uh, I think it's in my mind it's not hot at all, but some people may think that it is. You know what wins championships? Balance. If you're of the mindset that you have to throw the ball in the National Football, if you can't throw for 300 yards, your quarterback can't throw for 300 yards every single game and three touchdowns, you got no chance to win a Super Bowl. Wrong. If you've got balance, if you can throw it, and you can run it, and you can play defense, and you've got good coaching, you got a chance to win a championship. Same thing in baseball, same thing in basketball, same thing in hockey. Balance is what wins championships, not one aspect of one side of the ball or just one side of the ball. No, you need balance. Every once in a while, you get an outlier. You get a team who's just phenomenal. The greatest show on turf Rams years ago, one of the best offense we've ever seen, and they turned it into a championship by one yard, by the way, when the opposition came up one yard short of the goal line. The greatest show on turf almost didn't end up in a championship. They did, so I can't take it away from them. But that is the exception, not the rule. The rule is balance wins. And the Rangers' additions, the way they built the team, including the key hire, the new manager, won a championship because they were balanced. So there's just a couple of takes from yours truly, Jody Mac, filling in for Bill Ryder today. Uh, like I mentioned, Ty Dune from GoLongTD.com is going to jump in, talk about week nine and where we are in the NFL as our lone guest. He will join us at the t- top of hour number two. But the rest of hour number one I will spend with you guys on my phones, 855-212-4227, or on Twitter. You should have my Twitter uh, handle by now. You should be following me. If you don't, go ahead and do so today. 
You'll be you'll you'll be pleased. I'm not going to kill you with tweets, but more than anything else, I am an entree to you getting your point out on a national platform. If you want to tweet me your quick point, your quick question, your quick thought, do it at Jody McMahon, J-O-D-Y-M-A-C-M-A-N. If it's airworthy, I will do just that. I'll uh, respond to you on the air. Uh, so the two ways you can be an active participant in today's show, phones 855-212-4227 or hit me up on Twitter or X at Jody McMahon, J-O-D-Y-M-A-C-M-A-N. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Congrats to the Texas Rangers for their World Series championship last night. That's just part of what we're going to be talking about for the next hour and 40 minutes here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Jody Mack in for Billy R. A little under the weather today, so I got his slot. Uh, he should be fine. He'll be back tomorrow. If not, you know he'll be back here on Monday. I've got you for the next hour and 30-some-odd minutes. What I've got right now is wide open flowing lines. Ranger fans, where are you? Your team won your first ever world championship. I want to let you pump your uh, chest a little bit today. If you so desire, get on my phone lines, 855-212-4227. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa, and she's real good about this, open Westwood One Sports or you can do so on the Odyssey app as well. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Some restrictions may apply. Uh, yeah, there's a couple NFL things I want to get into. But before I do, I do want to go back to the, the Rangers uh, for at least one more aspect. I, I said uh, just a couple of minutes ago, the whole you got to be a uh, – good contact-hitting team to win a champion. you got to be able to go base-to-base uh, and play stationary baseball. If it's all about the home run, the bats are going to get called at some point, you're going to pay a price. And the Rangers hit a ton of home runs this year, and they hit a ton of home runs in the postseason, so uh, that flies in the face of that uh, overly stated position. I'll give you another one that annoys me that I hear uh, sports, hot take guys, pontiffs, call them what you want, uh, wait together too often. 
the only way to win, the only way that you can take down a championship, if your owner is going to step up and drop the big bucks and be highly competitive for the most expensive free yet, that's the only way. If you try and do it without spending big bucks, you got no shot. Or... Free agency means nothing. How many teams spend big bucks? Mets, Yankees, they can't even make the playoffs. It's a fool's errand. You can't do that. you got to have the great young players that you can bring through your system and you can develop and you don't have to pay. Wrong again. Once again, and this is Chris Young, the general manager of the Rangers, and John Daniels, who he replaced. A lot of the pieces that the Rangers won with uh, were guys who were acquired before Chris Young ever got the nod as the new general manager. It's balance. It it just shocks the snot out of me that people don't get this, that it's not one or the other. People always have to make it about one or the other, that you got to get to one. It's all about free agency or free agency stinks. No, it's balance. They went out and spent big bucks on Seeger and Semyon. They knew they needed to do so. They were willing to do so. They expanded their payroll. Good on them, and both of those guys came up huge for them this year. Nate Evaldi, during the offseason, they absolutely had to upgrade their pitching, and Evaldi was a key guy. He's one of those guys. Regular season, not as great. They can break down. Off times hurt. Come postseason, if he's right, the, the moment won't be too big for him. It wasn't previously, and it wasn't again here. But they also brought guys through their system. They bring guys up that uh, they've had and they've uh, developed uh, the Nathaniel Lowe's, uh, the Tavares's. Shoot, Carter comes up in September. And you know what Carter reminds me of for you uh, Ranger fans out there? See if you draw this uh, same comparison I do. Guy I used to like a lot, and he was a winner and was a world champion as well. Former first baseman, Toronto Blue Jays, and New York Mets. John Olerud. Carter's got a swing just like Olerud. When when a lefty's got a good swing, a good-looking swing, I'm sorry, right-handed hitters, and I was a right-handed hitter in my day. I'm right-handed. There, you, don't, you just don't get as pretty a swing from the right-hand side as you do the left-hand side. And, man, do I love that Carter kid's uh, swing. And then you got to be able to do the third and sometimes maybe the most important thing and that's make a key trade when you need it. This year, uh, in season, they go out and they get and pay a heavy price for Max Scherzer. And Scherzer was solid for them in September, but, uh, again, not surprising. Injury issues, pitches a couple innings, World Series. They shut him down. They knew he wasn't going to pitch again. Oh, no, forget Max Scherzer. Jordan Montgomery, who they go and get from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. I'm in an NFL thinking mode. The St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, and he was just phenomenal for them all postseason long. You got to be able to pull the trigger on that key trade piece. Uh, Dallas Garcia, who was years removed from being acquired, so people have forgotten it, but he too was a St. Louis Cardinal that they just paid money for to get. They bring him to Texas. He was so underwhelming, they designated him for assignment. Any other team in Major League Baseball, all they had to do was claim him, and he was theirs. And he got by all 29 other league, uh, Major League teams. 
and eventually bring him back to the big leagues. And he is, if Garcia didn't win the MVP last night, Garcia would have. Garcia might be the MVP of their entire playoff run. Seager rightfully won the World Series MVP, but Garcia, make the argument, was the best player throughout the playoff run that the Rangers had. So, again, it's balance. The best teams do everything right. They don't just do one thing right. One thing is not that much more important than the others. You got to be able to draft and develop. You got to be able to make key trades. And when you need the owner's help, you got to sign the big check. We can get the highly rated, highly paid free agent. You got to be able to do that too. Texas Rangers did all three. 855-212-4227. Jimmy from Texas is up. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Jody. How are you doing, sir? Very good. You? Oh, I'm I'm on cloud nine today, but I just I had a had a comment. I just wanted to say I think I believe the Rangers are set up to win for a long time. This may be the start of a dynasty, and the reason I I believe that is because you've had some pitch heavy drafts. You've got two burgeoning aces coming up. You've got uh, Jack Leiter, Kumar Rocker. You've got Degrom coming back healthy. Um, a reinvigorated Nathan Yavaldi. I think this is going to be a team to contend with. Not to mention Wyatt Langford, whom they just drafted. That Looks like he's going to be a superstar. So I, I think this team is going to contend for a long time, a lot more World Series. You might get that. Uh, the points you make are on point. And you, to think they did. If 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 I had told you now, Jimmy, if I asked you to be honest, that Jacob DeGrom, how many games did DeGrom start from him this year? Ten? Four. Maybe? He won two. That was Four it. and won two. Okay, yeah, I didn't think it was ten. Uh, four games. Nate, the, the, the big move you're going to make this offseason is add one of the best arms in baseball, Jacob DeGrom, and he's going to pitch four games for you. How do you like your chances this year? You would have went, oh, we're screwed. And, no, you're, you're dancing down the street and you're celebrating a parade. Uh, hopefully for Jacob DeGrom's case, and you Ranger fans, although you, I'm not throwing – uh, any kind of party for you are going to start a GoFundMe page because you're national national baseball champions. They did it without the ground all year, which is basically amazing. All right, Jody Mack coming back. Phones the rest of the hour, 855-212-4227. Ty Dunn from GoLongTD.com is going to jump in, talk about the NFL week number nine. Wait till I throw some of the quarterback names out there to tie to you guys as to who's going to potentially be playing Sunday. You're not going to be able to recognize these guys. Yeah, just the amount of untested quarterbacks that will be playing this week in the NFL is off the charts. Uh, but we'll get all that in and come back and take more of your calls, 855-212-4227. After the CBS Sports Update, here's the man, Andrew Bogish. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Johnny Mack in for Billy Yard today here on CBS Sports Radio, and I, I feel I must. Uh, when you fill in for Bill Ryder, you got to talk some NBA because Bill's as good at it as he is, as well tied in it to it as he is. Uh, last night, the James Hardenless Clippers lost in was overtime, double overtime to the Lakers. Great game late night. I fell asleep watching it, as a matter of fact, on uh, ESPN. Uh, mega trade in the NBA the first 10 days of the season. You just never see that. And uh, I'm a Philly guy, so I lived through all the drama that was the James Harden error. And I will spell that E-R-R-O-R. Yeah, yeah, I know. They had to move on from Ben Simmons. They needed to just uh, get uh, someone to help them make a playoff run uh, two years ago when they dealt for him. It was a Daryl Morey must-have. I'll give Morey credit. When, when he wants something, he waits. He has patience. He doesn't overreact. They made Ben Simmons just sit and watch, and if you're not going to practice, you can't play. And sure enough, they got what they wanted. Now, it turned out to be not as big a deal as everyone thought it would be, certainly the 76ers, and a great portion of the 76er fan base that James Harden was going to be the Messiah and come in and be the team, that uh, be the guy that got the Sixers over the hump and passed the second round of the playoffs. Didn't happen. Um, and then, of course, uh, James Harden does what James Harden does. He is one of the biggest divas in the NBA. If he doesn't get exactly what he wants, if he's not uh, given what he believes, what he perceives he's been promised, he goes into full-blown diva mode and makes the life uh, living heck of the teams what he's with. And in Philadelphia, they were taken aback by it. Why? He did it in Houston to get out of Houston the first time. Uh, he did it in Brooklyn to get out of Brooklyn after that was his desired place. Oh, he, he had to go to, I got to catch up with my guy, uh, Kevin Durant. Well, they had three, some between he and Tyree and uh, KD. We're going to bring a championship to Brooklyn. Not even close. So he comes to Philadelphia, and the same exact thing happens. And he talks his way out of town. And maybe this is a little spiteful by yours truly. And if it is, you can call me on the carpet. James Harden fans, if there are any of them out there, if you happen to count yourself among them, a James Harden fan, you can hit me up at 855-212-4227. I get it. The NBA has become what it's become. It's a star-driven league, and it's a star-dictated league that these guys dictate terms that that ownership isn't always in charge, ownership, governorship, call it what you want, Um, general managers, executives, guys who are pulling the strings and making the big decisions and deals. The, The players dictate terms more than anybody else. And while I think it has gotten out of hand, I can't really blame the players because the NBA let it happen. They, they allowed players because they market uh, their superstar players. So the superstar players believe, and then they've been able to pull it off, that they can just dictate terms. And I surely will fight for the rights of the players when they reach free agency to go wherever they want. I, I, I am absolutely against those who say, Oh, these star-making teams, these joining forces, they can't take it on their own. Shame on them. They're just taking the easy way out. They're doing what they want and more power to them. You put your time in the league. You get to free agency. 
you go wherever you want and you go play with whoever you want if you can make it happen. More, ta- more power to the players when, when they're able to accomplish that. Uh, the Miami Heat. No, I don't discount the Heat championships because it was LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh putting together a super, ste- uh, super team. Kudos to them for doing just that and winning their championship. They don't have to apologize for those championships a little bit. It might be some mind. But when players can dictate terms of trades, you sign a contract. You say you're willing to play for the team, and there's no bigger case of that than James Harden this year because maybe some people have forgotten the details. Uh, Harden had an opt-out in his contract this year. Most people believed coming into this uh, this past offseason, coming into this season, most people believed he was going to opt out and then the 76ers were going to sign him to a multi-year contract going forward. Uh, some people incorrectly reported they already had a wink and a nod deal in place for a max money deal for James Harden. Uh, media members reported that, and James Harden apparently believed it because that offer never came. And Harden was apoplectic and beside himself that he didn't get that kind of offer from the 76ers. So what did he do? Which was smart on his part and his agent's part. He opted in and took $35 million for this upcoming year. Don't kid yourself. His agent had already gone out and felt out the whole market. And there wasn't a team, James is uh, Harden's preferred destination or anywhere else for that matter, that was willing to go to the links that he wanted them to go. He thought of himself as a max money player at multiple years, not on the table from anyone in the NBA. So he, for his own sake, did the right thing. He opted back in for the one-year deal for the 76ers. But when you do that, you're agreeing to play for the team. If you want to take $35 million, not chump change, by the way, $35 million, then, yeah, you're compromising and saying, yes, I'm willing to play for the 76ers and we'll go through this whole uh, rigmarole again next year and I'll go back into the free agent market. No, he opts in and immediately declares, but I have no desire whatsoever to play for the 76ers. Well, then why the hell did you sign the clause? Why did you opt back in? If you are so upset with Daryl Morey, if you think that he did you dirty, they made a promise that he didn't keep, well, then get the hell out of Dodge. You're a free agent. Opt out and go wherever you want. Oh, no, no. He opts in, takes the $35 million, and then says, yo, by the way, I have no desire whatsoever to play for you. I can never see myself playing again from Daryl Morey. And when the trade doesn't happen, that he thinks he can immediately dictate Well, now he's got to tuck his tail and come back. But he comes back in full-blown diva status, doesn't show up when he's supposed to when the season starts, have a practice, got days off, goes back down to Houston, doesn't get back in time. So the 76ers play hardball with him. And they go, listen, James, you're still in the ramp-up period. You're not ready to play. You didn't play in any of the preseason games we're not going to take you for our opening two-game road trip. Uh, you can just stay back here in Philadelphia. And Harden showed up at the plane and thought he was getting on. And they go, eh, no, uh, you, you're going to continue your ramp up here in Philadelphia. So good on the 76ers for, A, taking a hard-line stance, and then I honestly don't know how they got what they got from the Clippers. And there was a report out there, Shams put it out, that uh, the the deal was finalized 
taken over the goal line on the ownership level by the owner of the Clippers and the 76ers, Josh Harrison and Bowman. I don't know how much needed to be done to get that deal done. But from a Philadelphia 76ers standpoint, for the fact that Harden didn't want to be there and would have been a disruptive influence all year long, he is no longer the MVP-level player that he once was. He likes to think he is, but he just wasn't. Last year in the playoffs, he varied from having superstar-type games to just absolutely horrific games. So he's woefully inconsistent now. To be able to get the haul that they got, two first-round draft picks and viable guys to step in and uh, add to their depth and their rotation, yeah, they didn't get a superstar in return, but who was going to give up a superstar for James Harden? Nobody. So I think Moray did a hell of a job with that potential deal. He's going to be worth watching all year long, James Harden. I, I don't know what kind of game he's going to bring to L.A. They believe now the three-headed monster superstar is going to lift them uh, to high heights in the Western Conference. Sorry, I don't believe that, uh, but we shall see. And uh, everybody's speculating that this is just a stopover for a bunch of the Sixer players that they got in the deal, that they'll, they'll turn around and try and add another piece. Probably, but it's not going to happen immediately, and we'll see where everybody's at come trade deadline time. But key for the 76ers is first three games, Tyrese Maxey is starting to look like an all-star level player. And he took a mega step the first three games of this year from last year's first year in the league, mid-round, first-round pick, played uh, better than expectations. Year number two, expect a step up. His step up was even bigger than expectations. Can he do that again for a third year if he does? then the 76ers don't have to worry about going out and getting another superstar. But, yeah, it annoys me greatly that uh, James Harden gets to dictate terms as to when he's going to be dealt and who he's going to be dealt to. The fact that he keeps landing with teams that he specifically wants to when he's nothing but a pain in the rear end as he's leaving his previous team. Yeah, that's that's probably a little bitter on my part. Um, but uh, if I have to wear that, uh, I'll wear that. I'll eat that. All right, uh, week nine in the National Football League. We're going to get Ty Dunn up here with us in less than 10 minutes. Even though we've got four teams on the bye, last week was great because everybody played. You don't usually get that in the middle of the season. Once the byes kick in, there's a team on a bye almost every single week, scheduling purposes last week. All teams were playing. We've actually got a pretty damn good week of games when you think about it, even though 49ers, Jaguars, Lions, and Broncos. 49ers have lost three in a row, but I still think I'm one of the best teams in the National Football League. Lions have proven they're one of the best teams in the National Football League, and the Jaguars at 6-2 and two, and the schedule they have left are going to be one of the best teams in the National Football League. Look at the, the, the games that we've got this week in the NFL Man, they're pretty damn impressive if you ask me. Eagles-Cowboys is the biggest one, major NFC matchup rivalry game. Think about the magnitude of this game. If the Eagles win and get to 8-1, and one, right now they got the best record in the NFL. They're the only 7-1 and one team. Um, if they win, they'll be two and a half games ahead of the Cowboys. They'll have the tiebreaker over the Cowboys They'll be in control of their own destiny for home field advantage. Yeah, the Lions are probably going to hang in there and make them work for it all the way to the end of the season. But all they have to do is keep winning, and they're going to have it. So you go, wow, the Eagles are in the catbird seat. 
But flip side it. Now, the Cowboys are on the road. They're going to have to go in and win in Lincoln Financial Field. And the Cowboys have been dynamite at home. Not nearly as good on the road with losing performances in both Arizona and San Francisco. If the Cowboys win, they have the same number of losses as the Eagles. They would have the tiebreaker edge over the Eagles. Basically, they jump in the first place. Now, they're not going to because they've already had their bye. So they can't match the Eagles' numbers of win. Even if they win, the Eagles are still going to have seven wins. The Cowboys are only going to have six. But the Cowboys are going to make that game up at some point when the Eagles are on the bye. The Eagles are on the bye next week. So Cowboys win next week, boom. They automatically move in the first place. So that's how big a game this is. Because you only play 17 games, and the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. When you play those in-division, tiebreaking affecting games, they're huge. So Eagles-Cowboys, absolutely huge this week. Uh, you got Seahawks-Ravens, a good intra-conference game between two teams who can legitimately say they're Super Bowl contenders. Seahawks flying under the radar a little bit, which is kind of tough to do when you're leading a division. They went by the 49ers last week at 5-2 and two to jump in the first place in the NFC West. Ravens as well, a little under the radar. Six and two, as good a record as anybody in the AFC. Miami, Kansas City this week. Yeah, it's out of the country. You got to get up and watch it early. But then early, great, late, great Sunday night, Bills and Bengals, both teams that you consider Super Bowl contenders. So we got a hell of a card coming up in the NFL. And we'll talk about that with Ty Dunn from GoLongTD.com next here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.